started as a question. God, you created marriage. Can you make it work? Soon became a statement. God, you created marriage. You can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Family Life Podcast. Guys, can you believe it? This is number 15 already. Number 15. So excited about that. And so we are so glad you are with us, Gio and Susie, along with Roland and Tammy. Hello. Hello. And today we're going to tackle the second reason marriages fail, but also give you some positive uh, results of how to get out of that. But it's the 50-50 relationship. Oh, man. You hear that so often. But isn't that the way it should be? 50-50? Yeah. Yeah. You go, Sounds you good. go halfway, part. I go half. There's a country song you, about that. You know, I think we said that, you know, there was a promise here that you, oh, you'd be singing. Let's let's cue it up here and see oh, how it goes. Gonna be bad. I am so... I start walking your way. Sing it. You start walking mine. We'll meet in the middle. Meet that old Georgia pine. We gained a lot of ground. We both gave a little. Ain't no road too long. Meet in the middle. Go Gio. Go Gio. Okay. I will not be recording any. How do my kids have any musical talent? It's got to be all Susie. You're welcome, kids. But the 50-50 rolling and Tammy and Susie, but we also we also want to throw in there is also 100-100. We mm-hmm. talk about 50-50, hey, we meet in the middle, but it's also this idea of if you give 100, I give 100. It still falls under this idea of performance-based love. And so today we want to tackle this idea of 50-50 relationship. Let's dissect it. Let's find out what the problems with it is. And then how how possibly you can fix it through looking through uh, at God's word. So Roland, let's start off with this performance based love. We've mentioned it before. We want to keep talking about it because it is language that we are using within the culture of marriage discipleship. Yeah, as we jump into that, I think it's interesting that with a fifty fifty relationship in so many other areas of life, we we don't apply that. Now, in a lot of areas of life, it is very performance-driven. But in so many ways, we understand that, that it can't be. I remember playing sports, and sometimes you had to, to take up the slack if someone have, was having a bad game, if, if someone was injured. It wasn't like you said, well, you do your part and I'll do mine. It was we, we were all in. And what happens in a performance-based marriage and why 50-50 is an issue and even 100-100 is really twofold. Number one, I'm looking to my spouse to check the boxes. And if she does, if he or she does their part, then I'll do mine. But then the other issue with a performance-based marriage and the 50-50 relationship is in order for me to feel satisfied, my spouse must do, must hold up their end of their responsibility. And whether it's a list of, of, of things to do or it's simply I'm only going to find satisfaction and be at peace if my spouse does all these things, they're unrealistic expectations for anyone to meet. Only the Lord can complete us. 
And only the Lord can give us the capacity to love when our spouse falls short. And it's the same conversation that we have regarding the difference between a performance-based relationship and a faith-based relationship. And I think we've all been there. I mm-hmm. think that we have placed expectations on each other. And, um, and Tammy, I, personally, I think that's got to be somewhat exhausting mm-hmm. when, you, when you think about the, the mental side of that, the list that we make. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We do the... We re, we, when you're living a performance-based marriage, you are constantly making a list of your spouse's wrongs and their shortcomings and the ways that... And not only because we talk about performance-based and we're looking at our spouses, but we're also looking at ourselves and we're thinking, well, I've done this mm. and this and this. Yeah, and again, we go back to 50-50, what, you know, I'm doing this and he's not doing this. He's not, mm. he's not, you know, I'm getting up in the morning and I'm making the coffee and I'm, and I'm making dinner and I'm taking care of it and I'm doing all of these things. And I've asked him to do, you know, whatever. I mean, I take, I've taken the trash out, you know, <laughs> a couple times and he's not done it. And, you know, and is this those, what happens in your home team? Is, no, are you going to actually, share? no. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> Hypothetically, this is, I think other homes, not necessarily, not necessarily ours, but I have been held to a high standard. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, but it, it is true. We get caught in that cycle. And I mean, I can remember early on, um, uh, early on in marriage, even getting together with other moms and, you know, the kids are playing and moms are chatting and we start, you know, talking about all the ways our husbands are not meeting our expectations. And it's just like, can you believe that mm-hmm. he did this? And this is what, and I remember early on, I was like, this is not helpful to get together and, <laughs> and say anything negative about my husband, but you know, women do it. They're going to, they're, they're going to talk. And, um, sometimes you get caught up and well, I'm, I want to be a part of the conversation. I will, I will add in, you know, and, and at the end you realize, you know, that really wasn't helpful and, and it's not good to, to even, I mean, when we're dishonoring each other, even outside the home and with other couples or other people that we interact with. Yeah. It's important to have conversations about it. It doesn't mean that if you're all in that you can't communicate to the other person, I'm tired. I need you to do this, uh, that you can't have the conversation about the things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. But what we want to avoid is just this thinking in marriage or going into a marriage that you do your part and, and I'll do mine. Hey, I'm, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give 100% regardless of what you have to give, and I'm going to look to the Lord in order to do that. Because mm-hmm. again, when we fall into 50-50, or even 100-100, if our spouse is only giving 60, and it's very subjective because it's based on our opinion, they may be giving all they have, but we think, hey, it's only 60. And one of the ways that we go about communicating that they're not doing their part uh, looks a lot of different ways, but sometimes there's a, a passive aggression mm-hmm. too. So I'm going to not do my things in hopes of mm-hmm. maybe Tammy will do hers. And so we do things we, we shouldn't do. I think sometimes there's like a real danger because if you're not careful, it sounds good. It sounds like it makes sense. You do your part, I'll do my part, and we'll compliment one another and we'll come together. Mm-hmm. And at the end, we'll have a whole, you know, that is the sum of its parts. And it's just, 
unfortunately, it's not scriptural thinking. It's not loving the way that Jesus loves us. It's not um, doing for like with that unconditional love. It just, mm-hmm. you have to be careful because on the surface it sounds good, but but what it, in essence it does is, we've said it here in this podcast already, it just, there's like a scorecard. That's right. And so, and so you want to make sure you don't miss any points against your spouse. And so it's almost, it's, unfortunately, it's almost like as if you're looking for them to mm-hmm. fail That's just right. so you can put a notch on the cards right. because maybe you had a bad day the day before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you got to even out the score, but mm-hmm. I just think this kind of relationship causes you to think that, um, you know, my spouse should do better or they should do different, or, you know, they should do for us. And we're just constantly looking at why aren't they, and you can fill in the blank with whatever fits your family. You know, why aren't they doing this? If they loved me, they Mm -hmm. would do this. Mm -hmm. And Roland, like you said, it's not that there's not a conversation that can't be had. Mm -hmm. Not saying that at all, but it's just that, that mindset that you have to be careful of. Mm -hmm. And that mindset puts us on what to becoming one calls in our in our resource the uh, cycle of unmet expectations. Tammy, I think you said we kind of like to call it the crazy cycle. Yes, <laughs> and, and I think that's that's very accurate to call it the crazy cycle because what happens is you just go round and round and round and round. And to me, it's just it, it becomes exhausting because nobody wants to put a mm-hmm. stop to it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody, wa- everybody wants their way. And so we're going to talk about. Uh, selfishness in the next podcast, but that's at the center of really what we're talking about here in 5050 is I'm going to only give as much as my spouse gives. Mm-hmm. I, I can think of a time, I, it was probably within the last two or three months, there was some kind of, I don't know, argument that had taken place. And I think maybe just the previous night we had taught a class on, um, you know, how to love unconditionally and how to return an insult with a blessing and we're in the car and it you know it it hits that you'll get to it but it hits that that spot of you know silence Mm -hmm. and it was silent and I remember thinking in the car to myself this is where I should say something that is loving and forgiving Mm -hmm. and I dug I remember digging Mm -hmm. my heels and saying I'm not gonna do it (laughs) not gonna do it Mm -hmm. now I missed out on a blessing because I, yeah. I didn't, you know, follow scripture in that way. If I remember correctly, I think I did. Probably. I, I broke the cycle. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but it, we've well, all been there. Well, our story would go back probably 15, 20 years ago for, you know, for us to take. To have to find yeah. a story yeah. like that. Yeah. So I have to. <laughs> 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 Two, three months wow, ago. yours was only Man. a few months ago? Are you sure you didn't mean years, baby? <laughs> no. But what's crazy is when you get on this cycle, you, it's almost like mentally we assign jobs to each other or we assign mm-hmm. things that we feel the other person should do. And most of the time we don't communicate those things, which is really one of the crazy marriage killers is lack mm-hmm. of communication. Mm-hmm. But we have these unmet expectations, which then leads to disappointment. I think we've all been there. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And we're disappointed <laughs> at our spouse for X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank. And it ultimately is going to turn into either anger or for some people, it's silence, avoidance, whatever it may be. Oftentimes within spouses, they're differing, mm-hmm. which can be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but, but here in this spot right here, anger and silence, the disappointment, um, this, is, this is probably the spot that 
we need to ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom, to open our eyes to truth, to to remember that our spouse is not our enemy, that Satan's got a uh, an agenda here, and he wants to keep you on this cycle. And so, um, Roland or Tammy or Suze, how, how are you guys, if one of you wants to jump on this, we, we often talk here about the two active forces of love. Mm-hmm. Suze, you want to jump on the first one, agape love? Sure. So there, the, the first is an active force of agape love, and it's just that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. It is loving your spouse as Jesus loved you because he loves you. Mm-hmm. And there's no expectations um, you're not looking for anything in return. It's, it is simply that agape love, uh, being that first active force of love in a marriage. And I think you go back on a podcast when we broke on, broke down the word faith, forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. The first one there, first one is just forgiveness. acceptance, mm-hmm. um, go back and listen to those podcasts. We won't tackle those here, but, um, but yeah, that sacrificial love. And then, um, Roland or Tammy, the returning an insult with a blessing. Well, when um, when we have found ourselves, when you were when you return an insult for a blessing, it's in that moment, mm-hmm. and like you just you guys both just admitted when, or Suze, you admitted that I know I was supposed to and I didn't, um, but I I think those those moments where you know you're in the heat of the moment and you are like you are you are speaking your mind to each other in a, at a high volume and how often I know for me and Roland when it comes to the the love languages Roland is number one physical touch and I remember um, <laughs> we were arguing and I knew I knew God said just give him a hug <laughs> just give him a hug and and it really was like I did, and I and and you know at that moment we prayed, I but it was you did you did, <laughs> <laughs> but you know I mean we <laughs> we um, I think I want a hug right now. I know. <laughs> so I want to give you a hug, but he it really is he his um. That's his, and I knew that that's what he needed at that time. And we just—I mean, I remember we prayed, and it was like one of those moments. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna figure this out, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna work on this. And that was just yesterday. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, when I mean now that I mentioned the five love language, I remember that was one thing that when we were first introduced to that book, that um, I my mind has pretty much always been acts of service. And Roland used to say, why do you pick the hardest one? <laughs> you know, I have to be doing the dishes. I have to go. <laughs> I have to do the cooking. No, he didn't do that. He did not. Now yeah. and then, when he needed, and, when, when I needed him to. Yeah. But and interesting that you mentioned that, because if yeah. we're not careful, a lot of the things that we would deal with utilizing the two becoming one biblical blueprint of building the house of marriage, mm-hmm. we've, we've got to consider these roof issues, communication being one of them. And mm-hmm. we're not careful. We can get very performance driven That's right. because we, Hey, we read something. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm wired. Yeah. This is how men are. This is how women are. Mm-hmm. This is my personality. This is my Enneagram number. This is mm-hmm. my love language yeah. rather than really looking to be a student of your spouse. That's right. And know what it is that they need. They need. And as we consider this idea of the unmet expectation, 
that leads to disappointment, that leads to anger and silence. That's really what's natural. And scripture reminds us that we ought to be quick to hear, that we ought to be slow to speak. But we are so quick to speak, mm. and we ought to be slow to anger. And it says that the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. Yeah. And so there's this quick to hear, which we go back to, it's not that when you're all in, there aren't conversations mm -hmm. with each other, but you're quick to listen. You're quick to listen to the heart of your spouse. You're slow to get angry because many times our anger does not please the Lord uh, or fulfill his righteousness in our lives. But instead, we continue the crazy cycle. Mm -hmm. And we get angry and we go silent. Mm -hmm. We get ugly. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think that many of us would probably be embarrassed uh, <laughs> of things that we've done in our angriest moments. Mm -hmm. I can remember a story that um, <clears throat> that we were ha we were having Marissa's our oldest um, five year old birthday party, and we had um, invited these families, friends of ours, you know, adults as well as their kids, over to our house, and I think we had a, a professional clown. Uh, come and we had you know just kind of it was a big party we didn't do that every year but five ten maybe 15. and back in I'm the day sure. a clown a clown she was <laughs> like you don't bring clowns good, i know now you don't like do that. scary but she was a happy clown she was a happy clown. <laughs> <laughs> but um i remember i was i was you know we had we were three kids in at this point i think i was pregnant but i remember you were in the garage putting her bike together and everybody was getting there and I really needed you to be there to kind of receive everybody and I was so I was livid I was like what are you doing you need to come in here and you need to be here you need to be present and I remember it was just like Tam she's not gonna want us to give her a box with all the bike parts in it she's gonna want to get the bike and get right on it and and it was in that moment I knew he was right he was right, but it was just like, how how many times did mm. I just get upset because I wanted him to do things, you know, in my timing. But but that, you know, again, another story there um, that I remember. Confession <laughs> is good for the I story. know, I figured that's good. The podcast you know, is good for that. It's We're interesting to me. Willing to do that. <laughs> it, it's interesting to me, though, as we go through Scripture and we look at different things, um, for example, in Philippians, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm -hmm. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. And you, you look at verses like that, and I think most people don't think marriage right away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they think about people they work with or people <laughs> around them. Everybody else. Everybody else. <laughs> and it's like, no, let's, let's bring it to the most important relationship on this planet, which mm -hmm. is outside of our relationship with God, the most important human relationship is our spouse, and to, and to break these cycles. Because ultimately what happens, it leads to distance uh, instead of harmony. It leads to increased pressure on each other. And then what happens is, okay, well, I guess I got to perform more. And it puts pressure on you to do things. And now you're just doing it because you don't want, you don't want to be in the doghouse. Yeah, be in the doghouse right. or whatever it is. Right. And so there's, there's a better way you know, I think there's a better way. 
um, that we can process this, and um, we call it TLC. Mm-hmm. We just kind of came up with that. That's it. Today, yeah. TLC. What your marriage needs is a little TLC, <laughs> but it's not the TLC that you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different TLC. So if we're going to break out of the 50-50 relationship, it's not 100-100. It's 100% on my part. And so how do I go about being all in? So Sue's the first one there, the T. Mm-hmm. Take, Take your, your eyes. eyes off of your spouse's performance. Mm. And I think I, I mentioned that earlier is when not only are you watching them, you are almost sometimes looking for them to make a mistake so that you can make sure you put a little notch in the card and, mm-hmm. and to break out of that cycle, it's just it's imperative that you stop looking at their performance mm-hmm. and you just reflect on God's love how he's loved you, how you've received that love, and how you can love your spouse in the same way. Which leads us to the L, to look to the Lord. Look to the Lord to work on your heart, remind you of his perfect provision. And so we're looking to God. We're looking to God um, to love our spouse um, the way he loves them. And and then it's rem- uh, reminding us mm-hmm. that they are our perfect provision. Everything about them, the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the last one is to see, commit to an attitude of I'm all in. It's not 50-50, it's not 100-100, but it's I'm in. And it's really a internal look, mm-hmm. personal inventory of my heart um, and me and the Lord to walk this walk uh, with with my wife and and um, with my spouse. And so you got the TLC in if you look at that TLC, it has everything to do with you and working on something about you um, and your walk with the Lord before you kind of engage uh, with your spouse and and talk to them about whatever expectations and communicate different things. Roland, you mentioned this already. I think it's important. We talk about being vulnerable and um, naked and unashamed and having that place in the home where we can have those talks and communication mm-hmm. and be able to say, hey, I am tired or... Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like doing the dishes tonight (laughs) or I just, you know, and having those conversations, but then also understanding that we're, we're talking about unrealistic expectations. I think that there are certain things that we come to the table with that, that we should, you know, I think that in the, when we get up, Susie should kind of expect that I'm going to go to work or that we're going to do certain things. It's just really these unmet expectations that we place on each other that we don't even communicate, we don't even talk about, but we place it on somebody else and we want them to do it the way we want it. So it's very selfish at the core. So TLC really dives into, you know, the the surgery of your own heart, the spiritual surgery of your own heart. I think sometimes too, just going back to what you said about those unrealistic expectations, I think sometimes we don't even know that we have them until they're not met. And then we get disappointed. Mm, that's good. Right. And, and we're kind of like, why, why am I out of sorts right now? Oh, it's because he didn't, you know, what, whatever, whatever is applicable to you. But so, yeah, I, you don't even always know that you have the ex- expectations. We bring into it what we talked about last week of the differing backgrounds and, you know, how we, how we grew up and what we saw mm-hmm. and how that shapes us. And I'd imagine that there are some people listening to the podcast that are going, well, you're talking about unrealistic expectations, but what about 
realistic mm-hmm. expectations? What about some minimum expectations? And this is the part of the podcast where we want to say we know that there are a lot of different dynamics at play in the marriage relationships and in the in those of you that are listening to the, this podcast, we realize that. Mm-hmm. And that uh, the principles that we share are principles that we share it, that would be would really can be implemented in any dynamic uh, in, in the worst of a crisis situation, but we know that there are situations where uh, outside help is really needed. And so we want to encourage you, if, if that's you, if you need outside help, the, don't wait the average of seven years mm-hmm. in crisis before you go and you seek the help that you need. But one thing is for sure is regardless of the dynamic, we believe that when you will focus on your personal relationship with the Lord, and what your relationship with the Lord should represent in the way that you interact with your spouse, there's no question. Mm-hmm. It's so unfortunate. We meet with marriages in crisis. Uh, each of us as couples do that. And we can all share with you that so often what the one in Christ, when it's a one-on-one, and frankly, sometimes even when it's uh, when we meet with them as couples, mm-hmm. it is on and on and on and on. And my spouse did this, and my spouse did this, and my spouse did this, and my spouse did this. And what would you do if your spouse did this and your spouse did this? I mean, and the list mm-hmm. goes on and on. And, and here we're saying uh, we, we will validate that. There's legitimate wounding. There's legitimate hurt. There's legitimate things that the spouse should and shouldn't be doing. But what we have to do is we have to look to the Lord, to love unconditionally, to be willing to forgive, to be all in in the marriage. And that usher in the opportunity to have communication. Mm -hmm. Colossians 3, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. I think what Gio said is so true. We read scripture and we think people at arm's distance (laughs) and we don't think about the people closest to us. Put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another. We've got to bear with one another. Absolutely. And if one has a complaint, so do you have a complaint about your spouse as you're listening to this? Well, it says, if anyone has a complaint, you need to bear with one another, which comes before that. And it says, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Mm. So powerful. And that's the all in. The all in is because we're not looking to our spouse. We're looking to God who's given us our perfect provision. Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome, guys. Thank you uh, again for for just the chat, man. It's, I love this. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing this for a podcast, but we get so much from it just being here around this table. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. We hope that you can process the 50-50 relationship as it's the second uh, piece of uh, why marriages fail. But we don't have to sit there. We don't have to live at that 50-50. We mm-hmm. can live in this 100 all in because of our relationship with the Lord and looking to God in that way. Thank you for joining us on our 15th episode. We will continue doing these throughout the year and we look forward to uh, your responses yes. to this in, to this podcast and to other podcasts that we've got going on. Till next time. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website at christianfamilylife.com. 
There you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all the social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.